the Agile brand. Welcome to Season 6 of the Agile Brand, where we discuss marketing technology and customer experience trends, insights, and ideas with enterprise and technology platform leaders. We focus on the people, processes, data, and platforms that make brands successful, scalable, customer-focused, and sustainable. This is what makes an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advising Fortune 1000 brands on MarTech, marketing operations, and CX, best-selling author and speaker. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that my latest book, Priority is Action, Seven Principles for Better Strategies, Decisions, and Outcomes, is now available. In it, I give ideas and insights for leaders and teams that need to make meaningful progress on their priorities. After all, our priorities are what we do, not what we say we'd like to do. You can find Priority is Action on Amazon or learn more on my website, gregkilstrom.com. Now let's get on to the show. We're here at Medallia Experience 2024 at the Wynn in Las Vegas, and there's a lot of exciting announcements we've been seeing, plus a chance to hear from leaders at Medallia as well as their customers about where the world of customer experience is heading. Today we're going to talk about the culture, technology, and priorities the enterprise needs to deliver great customer experience and continuously improve it over time. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Abhi Parak, Head of Customer Experience at Prudential. Abhi, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Greg. Really happy to be here. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this with you. Uh, why don't we get started with you giving a little background on yourself as well as what you're uh, currently doing at Prudential. Sure. So I have 20 years of experience working in finance and tech companies at the intersection of digital, customer experience, and marketing. For the last few years, I've been leading CX at Prudential, where our purpose is to make lives better. I'm leading the global transformation at Prudential to help us deliver industry-leading customer and client experiences. And I'm really proud of where we are in a year two of our five-year transformation. CX is in our company strategy, how we incentivize our employees, and we're seeing material improvement in our experience. In fact, our experience metrics just hit record highs. Wow. Well, hey, we're at the right place to talk about experience then. That's, that's great. Well, so let's get started by talking about uh, building a company culture where customer experience and customer satisfaction is valued. So we've all experienced the disconnect that occurs when a company says they value customers, but when you actually have to interact with someone at the company, it's clear that customers are not number one. Uh, where does a brand start when they realize they need to make big changes to their culture to be more customer-centric? It's a great question. Culture starts at the top. So I think it's essential to secure that sponsorship at the very top because without that, I think a lot of time can be wasted. But then you also have to make sure there's alignment across the organization. So even sometimes when you have the topmost leaders gung-ho about sort of how do we become customer obsessed, it's sort of that next layer of leaders that's not all the way there. So the, the key is to figure out how to get that sponsorship and that alignment. But then, of course, you need to make sure that you, know, you have the right talent in the right roles to be able to transform uh, the customer experience, and then make sure that every employee in the company uh, understands what their role is. But it really starts with the top. Yeah, and so you know, you mentioned not only that it starts at the top, but it does require that you know 
really throughout the organization, support for it. What, what do employees at an organization that's customer-centric feel and what behaviors are different maybe from their leaders? I would say at the core of employees at customer-centric organizations understand their connection, the connection of their role to the customer, whether it's a direct connection or an indirect connection. We've all heard that story of the janitor at NASA who understood that he was helping put a man on the moon, yeah, yeah. Uh, not just cleaning the hallway. I think that's the level of alignment to the mission of customer centricity that is needed. And the second thing I would say is employees listen, ask the right questions to understand what the customer's needs are. And the last part is they're empowered to then take action on that. All those three things have to be in alignment for this to work. Yeah, and so you know, to do most things well, I would say, um, but you know, in this case, customer experience, it takes some doing and trying and some experimentation. Uh, you know, what role does experimentation play in delivering a great customer experience and what's needed to do experimentation well in CX? I mean, it's absolutely essential. Customer preferences, technology, and just the bar that all companies are setting, are, all of those things are changing at a pace that is faster than ever before. And a waterfall model of taking years to come out with stuff is not only inefficient, but obsolete. So it's absolutely essential. The one thing I would say is innovation, experimentation, can't be one person's job on the side. So often I have seen in my career these innovation labs being set up on the side, and they always have a lifespan of a few years because they haven't been able to integrate with a larger enterprise to have an outsized impact. So experimentation can't be done in a lab in today's world. It has to be part of everything we do, the way we think. For example, at Prudential, we have 500 Agile teams globally, and they are experimenting and they're empowered to look at customer feedback and tweak and iterate and build co you know, with co-creation with our customers. So unless you are doing that in an iterative fashion, you can't really call that experimentation at scale. Yeah, yeah. Well, you get bonus points for mentioning Agile on the Agile Brand podcast. So, um, but no, to totally agree about um, you know the point about the innovation lab. It's you know they're. There may be some some cases where that's beneficial, but yeah, it's got to be. It, that's kind of like it's kind of like an import-export model of innovation, right? And it only works so like um, for so long instead of just being kind of spread throughout. And you know that kind of brings me to the next question, which is you know how this culture of experimentation as well as customer centricity is maintained. What about governance and the need to continuously improve? You know, once you've kind of found something that works, how do you govern and, and maintain and improve it? As a CX leader, I do not see my role to be the governor <laughs> of any sorts. Uh, we are not the CX police. My job is to ignite the spark, is to make the case for CX, to make sure everybody top to bottom understands the importance and the impact that customer experience can have, long-term impact. Every company wants to grow, needs to grow. And my job is to make the connection between how customer experience and the impact it has can help grow that company. 
So really, from that lens, you shouldn't have to maintain uh, or govern a customer experience or customer-centric culture. What I'm after is DNA change. So once customer centricity becomes part of the DNA of the company, my job's done, right? That's, that's what we're after. Great, great. So next thing I wanted to talk about is the relationship between technology, data, and how brands deliver great customer experiences. So we talked about culture, and I'll move on to um, the, the data and, and technology aspect. So how should enterprise organizations look at this relationship between data, technology, and CX? And you know, is it possible to be weak in one of these and yet still have a strong customer experience? Customer experience to me is the sum of all, every and any interaction that your customers, your clients, your key stakeholders are having with your company. And in today's world, nothing, none of those interactions can be powered without data and technology. So absolutely, you need the connection. But if I can be a little contrarian and say, you know, I really think at the end of the day, it's still all about people, right? You can think about data and AI and technology, but if you don't have the right alignment and the right people at the table with the right mindset, none of that's gonna matter. So at the end of the day, make sure you're investing in the relationships between people and then the enablers are your tech and your data and all of those things. So I guess in summary, make sure the, there's alignment between the goals and incentives for people, because once you do that, everything else falls into place. Yeah, yeah. People, people then are the drivers. Their technology is not driving good CX, but it's it, to your point, it's it's enabling it. Yeah. So that said, um, how do CX professionals that um, you know, may or may not control the data or technology? There's probably like a data team and an IT team, engineering team, stuff like that in the enterprise, they may not always control those budgets and even the, the tools that are, are being used, but you know, how do CX professionals make sure that their needs are met and how should access to data and software shape a CX strategy? We've invested a lot of time in the relationship building and um, the awareness building around customer centricity. So I remember going to each and every town hall, extended leadership meeting, when we were first kicking this off, spreading the message. So I think there has to be a basic level of awareness that this is of strategic importance to the company, why it matters, and how we're gonna get this done. They need to understand all teams, not just data and technology teams, the key metrics, the measures of success, and what their role can be in this transformation. One of the things that we did in the beginning, we, we created sort of six work streams for our transformation. What we didn't do is staff them with marketing talent. We had folks from legal compliance, we had folks from finance, from technology, customer service, all over the board, co-leading those work streams. Those people became our early influencers, but also from our perspective gave us a really good insight into what those teams' needs were and how to customize this transformation to meet the needs of those teams. So I think that's how you build it. But I would also say data and technology shaping CX strategy, it's the other way around. So you start with a customer. You empathize with the customer, understand what their needs are, what their needs will be, where things are going, what they want. Then you figure out 
what is needed. As I said, you know, data, technology, AI, all of these things are key enablers. You always, always start with a customer, and then you will find that once you align the goals of the teams, the organizational structure wouldn't matter. As long as the incentives are aligned, the budgets and prioritization will follow. Yeah, yeah, I like that way of framing it. If you're like me, it's hard to keep up with all the trends, fads, and critical concepts that marketing and CX leaders need to know about. To help, I've partnered with some of the world's most notable MarTech thought leaders to create the Agile Brand Guides book series. These are short reads, three hours or less, on important topics like generative AI, customer data platforms, MarTech infrastructure evaluation, and more. They're available in print, digital, and audio formats, and quickly get you up to speed on critical topics that leaders and aspiring leaders need to understand. Search for Agile Brand Guides on Amazon or go to the Agile Brand Guide website at www.agilebrandguide.com. That's agilebrandguide.com for more. Before we get back to the show, I just wanted to remind you to hit the follow or subscribe button on your app to make sure you get notified when new episodes of this show are available. Now let's get back to the show. So, you know, to, to kind of fall on one of the, there's lots of benefits of using a technology to help improve the customer experience, but we've heard certainly a lot about AI today already. There's going to be a lot, um, you know, some great announcements from Medallia here at the, at the conference. We're probably going to hear quite a bit about it um, as we have for the last year and a half or so. Um, it's hard to escape. Where do you see the most promise in AI's role in, in facilitating uh, better customer experiences? I'd say twofold. At least in the early stages of this AI revolution, I'm really seeing this about making employee lives better. How do we enable our colleagues across the company do their best work so they can then help customers? As you know, right now, AI isn't ready for prime time without sufficient monitoring to go in front of customers. There's a lot of risk involved. There's a lot of hallucinations involved. You can create fun tools with that so customers can uh, play around with it. But I'd say, at least in the industry that I'm in, financial services, we're dealing with people's money, um, their life savings when they think about life insurance, protecting their financial outcomes for themselves and their families. It's too much of a risk at this point to think about AI integrated into the customer experience. However, we are actively thinking about working through and partnering with vendors on use cases that will deliver our employees much higher productivity and insights to do their best job so they can help customers. Yeah, I think I think that's a really smart approach and certainly supports that. What well, the first topic we were talking about uh, about creating that that culture and and, and understanding. L last thing I wanted to talk with you about is prioritization and how uh, leading brands continually prioritize customer experience because again, it's not enough to just say it's important um, as you've done you know, as you've shown here. Um, you know, it really takes a, a culture of uh, of it, and and really, uh, you know, systems and processes in place to to enable it as well. But you know, there's a sea of competing priorities in any organization. Customer experience certainly being one of them. What does it mean to prioritize customer experience, and what tools do CX teams need to help make the case to continually prioritize CX? So you have to with anything prioritization related, 
you have to understand where you need to go strategically. That's the first step. So assess where you are, what's your aspiration in a few years where you need to be, and then you figure out the path. But the aspiration doesn't always have to be, oh, we want to be the top customer experience company in the world, right? That's why I say strategically. It might be areas that are aligned to your business strategy that you want to grow. And you want to grow them in a responsible way, but in a way that keeps customers coming back for more. Those are the areas where you want to invest in CX. But there are other areas where you just want to suck less. Right, right. <laughs> you want to um, be good enough. Yeah. And that's okay. There's no shame because this is called, you know, limit, resources are limited. And this gives you a map on where to overinvest and where to stay the course. So that's number one. Understand where you want to grow, where you want to go, and be strategic about it. Then you figure out what will it take together. So to your question about tools, the key tool in your arsenal should be insights around what will drive that vision. So if your vision is to be, let's just say, the customer experience leader, what are all the drivers of that? So what, will you f what fuel will you put into your car to get there? Those drivers are extremely important, which will then help you understand the actions you can align against those drivers. And lastly, if possible, and this is extremely hard, attribute the impact of the actions across those drivers to determine the high, medium lows, right, of your custom experience initiatives. One last thing I'll say is custom experience ROI, a real tool to help prioritize, because think about what you're up against. It's initiatives that are going to drive cost efficiency. It's initiatives that are going to drive growth and revenue for the company, sales. So how do you compare apples to oranges in a prioritization conversation? You have to understand and make the business partners understand the translation of what a one point in NPS or CSAT or UDB translates from a long-term revenue or even cost efficiency perspective. Once you do that, you can go head to head and make the business case for prioritization. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, and I know that's, that's something top of mind. I don't know that a lot of CX teams have solved for that um, necessarily, but you know, certainly I know that's, that's top of mind. Um, so gl glad you brought that up. What do you see as the core role of a CX team in the enterprise? You know, when I, I love that you brought up the example of the NASA janitor. You know, when everyone's role likely relates, or, or you know, I like to use the analogy of everyone should be able to draw a line from their role to the customer, right? You know, similar to the the NASA example. How do you coach a CX team to play this role to enable other teams throughout the organization to be partners in delivering great CX? The role of a CX team is such a big question. What is the meaning of that? <laughs> right, right. Um, Sorry, well, we're, we're ending sort of on a, on a big question. Yes, yeah. um, I'd say, at least personally, I see my role leading the CX team as a key driver of long-term growth. Yeah. CX and the CX team is not an island in itself. It has uh, a reason to exist, and that reason is part of the bigger purpose that the company has. So you have to understand the business strategy and then be able to articulate your role 
in that business strategy. So if your business strategy is to grow for certain segments, certain products, how will the customer experience team enable that growth? So I think that is the purpose of the CX team. Ultimately, yes, a customer experience team, just by the nature of the name, is to make the experiences of our customers and clients better. So that goes without saying. But I think often missed is the flip side of that coin, which is the connection to the business strategy. And that's where everything I said about alignment and relationships comes in, because if you don't have that alignment, the customer experience efforts will be short-lived. Yeah. Because ultimately, you do need to make sure the PL drivers understand and prioritize what's important for a customer experience. A couple of other things I would say is, you know, maybe repeating from the beginning, but aligning the sponsorship at the very top, helping every employee see their direct or indirect connection to the customer. So sparking the movement and ultimately changing the DNA. Wonderful. Well, yeah, no, great, great insights. Avi, thanks so much for joining the show. One last question here um, before we wrap up. I know we're only morning of day one of, of Medallia experience here, but any takeaways so far or, you know, maybe even what you're most looking forward to? Um, Kristen Bell is a role model. <laughs> uh, that talk was amazing, but I would say the, the keynote where the CEO and the product team shared their vision and some of the launches that they'll be able to make this year really exciting and really solidified what the role of AI in business is becoming, is becoming clearer. Because, you know, every new technology goes through that sort of fear stage and then there's a curiosity phase and then you're like, okay, maybe I should try it. And then there's mass adoption. So I feel like we're getting past the fear stage because leaders like Medallia are starting to show up with some of those use cases. And so assisting employees deliver their breasts, be more most productive so they can better customer lives. That seems to be my biggest takeaway so far early in the morning. And I think that will continue for, for some time as AI becomes more mature and there's governance and responsibility and regulation before we can go prime time and sort of uh, provide customers advice or guidance uh, using AI. But those are my early thoughts and thanks for having me, Greg. Yeah, thank you so much for joining. Again, I'd like to thank Abi Parak, Head of Customer Experience at Prudential, for joining the show. You can learn more about Abi and Prudential by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to The Agile Brand, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. While you're there, check out my series of best-selling Agile brand guides covering a wide variety of marketing technology topics, or you can search for Greg Kilstrom on Amazon. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile. The Agile Brand. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stenge Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stenge Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stenge Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stenge, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart.